0: First, last, best, worst, podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is a uh, an analog podcast recording straight to tape, and this is a songwriting podcast. I'm Carl. This is my good buddy, Taylor. Yep. We're the hosts of this show, and we bring in songwriters, and we ask them a bunch of questions.
1: We, uh, we're going to make them play... Uh The first song they ever wrote uh their latest work uh, and what they consider their best song and their worst song that's the format we have we have a real good time over here at FLBW. (laughs) uh you know we're you know we're we're cracking jokes just just a lot of goofs a lot of goofs (laughs) but you know goofs. goofs goofs with heart you know yeah you know it's it gets real emotional at times too and you know so it's like it's the sweet and sour of life guys uh real quick uh if you have any comments if you'd like to get on this if you're an artist uh in the new york area hit us up at flbw podcast at com. uh we are always looking for new people
0: to uh run through the ringer over here so uh how are you doing carl man i'm doing all right i like i got a little bit of a rasp in my voice because uh the other night i was uh Busking in the subway. Oh, you
1: sound cool, man. You sound like a a young Tom Waits.
0: <laughs> that's perfect. That's what I was going for. Yeah. And the birds No, that's that's old Tom. Oh Waits. yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> But I was thinking about this funny thing I wanted to tell you about busking, and I I do it now sporadically, but I used to do it just for my job. I that's how I made my money. Um, and this one time, uh, I was playing in the subway, and and I was real hungry. I was sort of like the uh, proverbial starving artist, or whatever. Yeah. But I was re- I was kind of really starving. I was like yeah. it was an actual thing, you know. And so I'm like playing in the subway, and I'm making a little bit of scrizzle or whatever. And the, <laughs> and this guy comes up to me and he's like do you want my salad and the dude has no teeth and i was like uh like i said i was real hungry i was like all right it was one of those uh packaged salads that was in a sealed container so i was like oh all right i'll take it and he's like i don't have any goddamn teeth i can't eat my salad (laughs) so he's like giving it to him or whatever so i took it and i put it in my little tip jar and then i put it in my bag and i made it all the way home and i undo the salad and it was like lettuce was sort of wilted a little bit and like the croutons were soft and everything and i like i mean i put my fork in it i it was approaching my mouth and i fucking couldn't do it i was like i don't know his his, like the weird no teeth thing just made me not want to eat the salad but it was like i almost did it you know
1: yeah man what a you know what an ironic twist the man with no teeth (laughs) who wanted the salad (laughs) couldn't eat it it. Yet the man with teeth who could eat the salad? With the tools he that could want you it. like, It's like, I don't know, it's like the gift of the Magi or something, but like <laughs> infinitely sadder. That's yeah. a very sad story, Carl. I,
0: I didn't, uh, when I thought of it, I thought it was going to be funny, but yeah, I guess no, kind of sad. No, I'm depressed. I don't think I can do this podcast anymore. <laughs> All right, we're turning it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Just kidding. We're getting to it, man. And our guest today is Holly Overton. Hi Holly.
2: Hi. Hi. How's
0: it going, Holly? You,
2: Great. And you've got a guest with you. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Hey.
0: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan's over there on the Jim Bay drum. Uh, going to be holding the the low end. I guess at low end and high end on the on the percussion spectrum yep. down. But um, Holly, what what's new with you? How are you doing?
2: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Where
0: are you coming from today?
2: I live in Ridgewood.
0: Oh, Ridgewood, Queens. hmm uh, But you're not from Ridgewood, Queens, are you, Holly?
2: No, I'm not. No.
0: <laughs> Where
1: are you from originally?
2: North Carolina. Ah, same
1: North Carolina. here. North Carolina connection. Yes. And you're from the Outer Banks, correct? Mm-hmm. Cool. When did you move up to uh, New York?
2: I went to college in 2005. Cool. So basically been here.
0: At NYU? Uh, Parsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm unfamiliar. Where's Parsons?
2: Parsons is, um, the campus is kind of on 14th Street and 6th Avenue. Yeah. Or there, well, there's, that's, that's where the architecture and the fine arts departments are. And then there's a fashion on 42nd. But yeah, so I was on 13th.
1: Well, we're not here to talk about book <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: We're here to talk about, we're talking
1: about rock. And fucking
0: roll, yeah, guys. Uh, The ship
2: has sailed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Can we get to it? You want to yeah. get to it? You want to play your first song? Sure. Can you uh, maybe just set it up briefly? Yeah, give
1: us a give us a uh, time period.
2: First song, actually, um, it's called Heart Attack, and it was basically right when I moved to New York. It's really embarrassing, um, but I'm gonna play it. Uh, but it's it was basically, I liked, I had a crush on this boy in my hometown and then his ex-girlfriend took him back when he she found out i liked him or that we hung out yeah. that mm-hmm. kind of thing and then i moved to new york and i was sad <laughs> <laughs> so. so this
1: is circa 2005 yes and so is this the first song that you ever wrote or is it the, f- the first one that you can just kind of remember
2: i think it was the first song i ever wrote with lyrics
1: oh cool so this is all right awesome That's your first song excellent cool I'm excited attack, to hear it holly Overton. <laughs>
3: You stole your boyfriend from me He was so strong and so sweet I'm so sad, my heart attack And now I'm feeling alone I'm in New York, I'm not home I'm so sad, my heart attack So strong and so sweet I'm so sad My heart attack And now I'm feeling alone I'm in New York, I'm not home I'm so sad
1: That awesome. that's, there all, you
2: go. that's all I remember at least. Yeah. <laughs> first song.
1: That's good though. That's like I know exactly what the song is about. <laughs> yeah, the two lines. Explicit. Ones. So, yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, when did you start playing music originally?
2: Maybe when I was thirteen, I got my first guitar. Cool. I, yeah.
1: And so then then you wrote your first like actual composition with lyrics when you were like, around eighteen.
2: Yeah. I'd, I took piano lessons growing up, so I had written, I think I wrote some piano compositions, but that's a totally different vibe yeah. <laughs> than know, rock and roll. Or yeah. Well,
0: you're playing this beautiful Taylor guitar yeah. right now, uh, but you're playing a lot of bar chords. Were you always an acoustic player or generally bar chords lend themselves to electric? So I'm just curious about that.
2: Yeah. No, I definitely started out electric for a while, uh, or uh, acoustic. I started mm-hmm. out acoustic with this. I, I, this I also bought when I was thirteen, nice. so I've had this the whole time. Yeah. Um,
0: so this is it. This is the axe. This is this that uh, the yeah. thing.
2: But I think I play bar chords a lot, just because I I use it as a writing tool for mostly just rhythm.
1: Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, you per- percussive with the. Strumming yeah, and stuff.
2: Exactly.
1: So, uh, what what were some of your influences around this time? Like, what was what were you listening to that uh, you know informed this uh, this song?
2: Um, when I went to college, I met a friend. Uh, her name was Toby Leibowitz, and she was from Seattle. And she had had a band in Seattle, and we became friends. And um, it that basically her friendship made me realize that having a band wasn't this exterior out of focus uh thing to do it's like anyone can do it anyone can have feelings and write songs and make melodies and chords so uh she was a big influence on me and we we started a band together yeah at that time what um, was the band name it was called feather and folly oh that's that's, good. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. a good, that's good.
0: In, inaugural band name <laughs> yeah <laughs> way better than mine what was yours carl uh well, the mentally decapitated organ grinder monkeys. Whoa. Yeah, MBOGM um, is what we were going to call yeah. ourselves. It didn't take off.
1: Mine, uh, mine was uh, Vafix. We were a prog metal band. I was in the ninth grade. V a e p h uh, i x because we were like, oh, this music's so next level. Like we can't use a real English word. We have to come up with to our describe. own word uh, to play these riffs. That's a cool word. Yeah, Vafix. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up. I like yeah. That. Or don't because it doesn't exist. Really. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's any recorded material. But uh, Feather and Folly. So that was the person that kind of like demystified the process. Yes,
2: exactly. So yeah.
1: that's cool because, you know, I think a lot of people when they're young, you know, you see like your favorite bands, whatever. And there's these like glittering, you know, like out of reach, out of tu- you know, you can't touch them. They're like in this ether, you know, mm-hmm. above your head. But then you realize, oh, like you can just do it. Yeah. You know, you can just do it if you want, and it's cool. You know, uh, you know. I remember, like, when I first realized, like, oh, I can, I can do this. Like, <laughs> I mean, I can't do it well, but I can yeah, do exactly. it. You know.
2: Yeah.
4: So
0: that's cool. You know. And uh, how long did Feather and Folly last?
2: That lasted through college, and then. Um,
0: did You guys play a lot of shows, or were you? Yeah, was it more-
2: played a lot of shows, and one of my bandmates. It was the three of us mostly. She was from Iceland, so um, I think in 2013. I visited her in Iceland, and we performed at a music festival oh, there. Oh,
0: wow. So you were international. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> international performing yeah. So, yes.
1: That's, that's an amazing opportunity, you know, for just know. starting out. That's crazy.
0: When you um, went through customs, uh, did you tell them you were there for work, or was it... Uh, I'm just kidding. Because, <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing. I, I went to play in Ireland, and my friend got held for a little while because she was like all excited yes i am i'm playing shows and they're like uh you have to go into the back room oh, now man. because that's technically work yeah <laughs> like so just don't admit to it yeah but what was the uh you played at a festival
2: yeah the icelandic airwaves festival oh
0: cool i've heard yeah. of that what was the experience like did you play on a big stage big crowd
2: we played a lot of like cafes and mm-hmm. bookstore and um, and then she was in, she's in this really cool shoegaze band and they performed bigger venues and I would be their merch girl.
0: <laughs> cool. What, um, what was the instrumentation?
2: It's uh, acoustic and then she would play different, um, percussion instruments and a glockenspiel and we would harmonize together.
0: Oh, awesome.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: That's cool. Um, so that was, that's a pretty big first experience for music. You know, like for your first like musical project to go to Iceland. That's that's really nice.
2: Well, that was, I guess if we we probably started playing music in two thousand six, so that was two thousand thirteen.
1: Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That wasn't
0: like your college years. You uh-uh. didn't <laughs> start oh, the band immediately. Go to Iceland. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> Were you guys playing around New York? Mm-hmm. Where were you, where would you play?
2: I remember playing Cake Shop. Death by Audio and the Delancey a lot. Have you guys
0: oh, yeah. ever been there? Oh, I've been all. All three. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, Death by Audio I, is non-existent anymore. Yeah. But the other two are still around. I played this one time at Delancey. And I played downstairs and there were like three people. And I went upstairs and it was fucking packed with people. And it was some art show and it was completely silent. And somebody was scooping ice cream and putting it on somebody's head. And then eventually it toppled over and everyone applauded. <laughs> and I was like what the fuck? Like, uh-huh. how, first off, how did you know how to, when to applaud? And second, why is so many people here? Like, <laughs> I was pouring my heart out downstairs. Oh, yeah. Nevertheless. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um,
5: ice cream always draws a crowd. It
1: does. Yeah, man, people <laughs> like, it's a real, it is a real crowd pleaser. Uh, people like, people like ice cream more than they like supporting local artists. <laughs> and that's sad. Um, <laughs> I should yeah I should have like a little segment on the show where I'm just like and it's called and that's
0: sad. (laughs) (laughs) Paul could just patch you know yeah and that's sad and And that's sad etc.
1: But anyways, uh, so we're done with we're done with that segment. Um, (laughs) um, Tune in next week for another (laughs) enthralling of and (laughs) that sad. so, but you're you're still here. You're still up in you're still in Ridgewood. You're you're playing music now. Um, you go. You guys go under the name uh, Midnight People. That's your current.
2: It's my name, and then the musicians that play with me are called gotcha. Midnight People. Gotcha. What's the uh, instrumentation on that? Um, it varies. Yeah. On who wants to jam. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> yeah. You
0: got to be a mean midnight person. Um,
2: what's that? You have to be a midnight person yeah. to. to <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Well. <I'll>, anytime. but <laughs> that's the <a> magic hour.
0: <laughs> Maybe we segue into the next song now. Yeah. Okay. Can we make a pivot here? Yeah. Sure. Uh, this is the last song, so the last song. Can you set this one up a okay. little bit
2: for us? Right. So last is in the last song. I think I've wrote, um, uh, only ever performed like on my fire escape in the morning with a cup of coffee until we jammed on it today.
0: (laughs) Well, that's awesome because now you're going to have tens of listeners once you put it up on this podcast. That's a lot of scrutiny.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so, um, so Dylan's making it alive. He's bringing life to this piece. Otherwise, never known. All right.
3: I give it to remind you today
0: Damn! Yeah, like
1: that one rocks. Yeah. Oh. So that is, is that the first time that people besides you have heard this song? Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, it's fresh, sure. hot off yeah, the th- presses. Thanks for letting <laughs> me
2: try it out on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: absolutely. Like, what are you listening to right now? Like, what is what is the stuff that's kind of like shaping uh, the music that you're making?
2: I've been listening to a lot of reggae. Yeah, and uh, soca and calypso, and then some more Latin American stuff. So, yeah, yeah, things like that, yeah, <laughs> and uh, dance hall, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that's certainly a bright, shiny song <laughs> in terms of like you know, the the a lot of major chords, a lot of you know,
0: and the line, uh, uh, be proud, sing loud, yeah, <laughs> or that's, I'm sorry, sing loud, be proud, yeah. <laughs> Is that a bit of catharsis?
2: I guess it's my way. Are you
0: saying of, it to yourself?
2: Mm, no, I'm just everyone, it's, I guess, my way of relating to the idea of just, um, yeah. What I'm saying in the song, Yeah. <laughs> the general idea. Of uh, your, per- I feel like it's all about perspective. Yeah. Why not believe in yourself?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I.
4: It's
2: not gonna change it or make yeah. it worse.
0: <laughs> I could dig that, man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's
1: so that's your that's your latest work. That's uh, that's gonna be a uh, Holly Overton and the Midnight
0: People's staple coming up. That'd soon? be
2: cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll see how see how it grooves with everyone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We like to get into like the craft of songwriting on this. So you have like a, a clear bridge in that where you're like working up on the neck and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how does something like that come out? Do you consciously think, I need to put in a new section in this song, or is it, does it come more natural?
2: I always hope that it comes natural. I don't ever want to force anything, like let the song write itself. Um, but recently, um, I was talking to a musician about uh, songwriting and he was talking about relative chords and introductions and uh, different parts of the song. And and I've realized that I do want to try to incorporate more of those elements into my songwriting. So I'm like conscious of changing it up.
0: In general, but also specifically for this song, Do you, are you more of like a, a melody first than lyrics or do you write lyrics then melody or do you start with guitar riff or, wh- or how does it work for you?
2: I think I start with singing the song in my head or out and about or something mm-hmm. or walking yes. so melody cool. yeah melody with
0: and not that it's of course never universal for anyone but uh, specifically for this song
2: it was yeah i think it was the lyrics and the melody came together at the same time
0: without guitar without guitar that's cool that's cool yeah, that's cool.
1: yeah I, mean, I i've never been able to write that way like i i don't think i've ever written anything that didn't come from just like picking up a guitar and then Kind of sussing it out that way. So I've always been like fascinated by people who like hear things and then they're like, oh, that's the song. You know, like I've never been able to like just think a song into existence like when I'm doing something else. So that's.
0: When you work with your band, do you you guys take time to each bring in a song and work on it together or do you, how do you bounce ideas off each other?
2: For this project, um, it's mostly. I think, I guess it's mostly my songs, but I'm, I love jamming and grooving on stuff and keeping it open. So, um, but in bands in the past, it would be like a very democratic, like lots of songwriters. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, I wish I, I think that comes and goes. Right now, it's just kind of like a different form. But um, my friend, Russell Heimowitz, who plays bass with me, um, he helps, we do a lot of the songwriting together and bouncing back ideas. And he just like knows how I, he knows my music making so well at this point that he knows uh, changes and ideas and structures and lengths and everything to make it better, simplify or whatever.
0: It's really important that you like can trust people with that sort of thing because Speaking specifically for myself, I'm very sensitive to that. Like, I I don't want anyone else tampering with my shit, you know what I mean? So only, like, my good friends do I, like, uh, allow them to manipulate my songs or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like you got a pretty
1: freewheeling uh, sort of ethos with this, uh, with what you're doing now, you know? Just kind of whoever's, like, jumping in. Yeah. Kind of, like, loose groove. Yeah. Which I think is, I think is really cool. You know, you know, I I think there's something to be said about, you know, having some like tightly structured things, but then also just like, it's cool. You know, the, uh, the opposite of that, just like kind of letting things ride and just like getting into the the rhythm, letting the repetition be a form of change in and of itself. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing it down, more intimate. And then like, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> just like you know, allowing that kind of like natural human ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. the push and pull.
2: Zoning. Yeah, zoning.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you know, and you know, in my, I like having like very tightly structured. You know, very, you know, meticulous changes. You know, and sometimes it's cool just, you know, fuck that. Let's just kind of like ride. You know. Yeah. So uh, that is that's your latest work. That's where you're at right now. That's what you're doing. That's what you're playing on your
0: uh, fire escape. Yeah. In the mornings, (laughs) do you have a lot of like uh, cats in the alley? Then
2: there's so many cats. (laughs) There's one cat that always that likes to hang out on our fire escape that only has one eye. Yeah. (laughs) Get out of here. Yeah. It's like a
0: character from a movie or something. Well, the
2: first time I saw him, because we have our window. Our bathroom window faces the fire scrape. so the first time I ever saw this cat, who was looking at me while I was showering through the window, (laughs) with
0: his one eye. eye.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious. So, So,
0: biggest fan, maybe.
4: Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. I think I think uh, you know, cats are a big demographic that I think a lot of um, musicians haven't really tapped into yet. I mean, you really only have. Cat Stevens and the Meowmix guy, you know, you know, cat, uh, yeah, that but that's, there's, there's so many cats in America and, you know, they don't have, they don't have a lot of buying power necessarily, interesting but they're, turn are, here. they're a
0: very big demographic. They are a big demographic. Do you, question, do you, I mean, do you like write in the shower by chance? That's the acoustics good, are good in yeah, the shower. That's and why I sing. Alone. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I
2: don't know. And the steam, you <laughs> yeah. know,
0: loosens you up, uh, You know, you can sing better and stuff in the shower. I feel. Yeah. I can only speak from my own personal experience of showering, but um, that's how I feel about it. I Um, think I
2: write in the sun. The sun gives me energy. Yeah? In my music brain. (laughs) (laughs) It's that vitamin D.
1: (laughs) Let's move on to uh, what you would consider the best song that you have ever written ever in the universe. (laughs) So, do you want to set this one up for us a little
2: bit? Sure. The best song ever. ever <laughs> <laughs> no, just me ever. No. Um, the, um, this song is called Summer of Love. Um, we just recorded it over the past month um, for an album. And.
0: We? What do you mean by we? Uh, me and we'll Dylan?
2: Or? Dylan, me. Russ, friends, uh, at our friend Dwayne Laginiger's house, which is like four blocks away from here. Mm-hmm. He has a basement recording studio called Time Castle Recordings, and so um, <laughs> not that I know of. he's he a that cassette guy.
1: label. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not. You, we should put our cassettes out on his label. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You so can do not, a cassette of this podcast. I'm sorry to so do fuck they're available for
0: five dollars on our social media websites. Yeah. All cassettes. All podcasts available on cassette. On cassettes. In anyway. a way. We haven't figured we haven't had much demand yet, but we can do it. Yeah, I think they're I
1: think the market is ripe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: cassettes are where it's at. Cassettes are where it's at.
1: Um okay. so yeah, let's uh yeah. someone's hear this jam. I'm excited.
2: Love. Also, I say it's the best only because it's outside of myself. It's not my own emotions, so I was really happy to reach that point where I could write music that. Was
0: that's bad. a great. That's a great uh, argument for it being your best. <laughs> it seems to be a common theme too that we, from a lot of songwriters that we hear about, like not just writing specifically whatever is going on in your life to be able to emote yeah, on outside of yourself. So
2: definitely. All right. Here we go.
0: Summer of love.
1: that was fucking
0: awesome that was so good alright first off I gotta say before we get to any uh, things thematically in the song your voice sounds beautiful oh yeah oh, <laughs> you very, very fucking good. crushed Thank it <laughs> so yeah. good I mean guitar, jimbe also very good too But I just had to point that out um, but then I want to move on to like the theme of the song Summer of Love like a, what, what's going on Poli- police brutality Is that was on your mind when you were writing this
2: just things that have been going on this okay. past year. Okay. Um, and then my roommate was reading that one of the Patty Smith uh, books. The End Train
0: book, maybe? Yeah.
2: Where I guess, I haven't read it, but she was telling me that she was describing the Summer of Love was the year that there was the shooting at the college. And mm-hmm. so it was, you know, it was a landmark year for music and maybe sexuality, but like as far as the... Like, fabrics
0: of society were yeah. sort of being ripped apart in, yeah. a, in a certain way
2: and patty smith said it was like a living hell mm-hmm. and i was like "Huh, oh, it's kind of like that right now yeah. <laughs> so that oh my god it together.
0: i feel that completely i like <laughs> it's so funny because i like you're on twitter and on and listen i listen to NPR every day and it's just like holy shit so much crazy yeah. things politically are going on
1: i, I think it's cool you know because you're referencing summer of love which in current american you know the psyche is that like oh it was like sort of this like idyllic hippie time and you're you know you're kind of using that as a way to like talk about how fucked up things were back then and like actually how fucked up things are now you know and Mm -hmm. like kind of subverting like you know because it's like you know you're talking about like some pretty like pretty dark subjects and it's called summer of love which is cool i love that kind of like juxtaposition yeah the juxtaposition (laughs) you know it's it's subversive especially you know because it's like an upbeat you know Mm -hmm. super catchy song yeah yeah yeah, totally (laughs) particularly you know like the the kind of like rhythmic nature of
0: the uh of the yep, you know like really good um (laughs) something like this was it uh is this like a theme is the patty smith thing instigate the whole song
2: i think i was i had i talked to dylan about this where it's like i um got out of this like seven-year relationship in the winter and then so for the following months i was so depressed and so sad about my own problems and then i when i made this switch and i was like i'm i can't this is ridiculous i can't be this anyway then then i've kind of just focused completely outside of myself mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. i think it was just like reaching reaching for content and like what i'm I don't know what's going on. Yeah.
1: yeah, you didn't want to write any more like sad sack.
2: Yeah, no
0: bedroom songs.
2: Please, like, yeah. there's so much more to life. Than yeah, that. like, right. why? <laughs> so. It really is all. Everything
0: yeah. is about perspective. I was just having a bad week the other week, and I looked at this. Speaking of police brutality, a friend of mine from St. Louis, this guy named Tef Poe, I follow him on Twitter. He's a mild friend of mine, um, but he was really instrumental in this whole Ferguson. Uh, Black Lives Matter movement there mm-hmm. and he just tweeted I lost two friends this weekend and I was just bummed out cuz I was broke and I was like holy fuck you know it's yeah. it, it, everything is about perspective you know I was so down on myself about this about not having money when it's like uh yeah life is different for you know it's it's all about the way you view it
1: yeah mm-hmm. and I mean you're kind of taking a very large wide lens perspective in that song talking about you know like Oh, we got two generations left, you know, Right, which is like, you know, uh, potentially true. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, we could be on the outs mm-hmm. right now. That is very different from writing about just like a breakup or some mm-hmm. shit,
0: you know. When well, you sit down to write a song, are you usually writing on this, Taylor? Or do you have other instruments do you write on piano? Because you said you had taken piano lessons at I, one point.
2: I do sometimes write on piano. I have a Yamaha keyboard in my room. But lately, it's been guitar.
0: I feel like it's good to switch up instruments sometimes, just to kind of jostle up things. Like on guitar, yeah. sometimes I sometimes only f- I feel limited because you only have so many chords, you know. Yeah,
1: Tom Waits has this great quote that's just like, uh, you know, your hands are like old dogs; like they'll just go lay in the same mm-hmm. spot. So that's why you got to like change your instrument. Oh, you know, wow. ever you know. So I that that quote always stuck with me. From I him, can take that
0: totally. Yeah, you gotta you gotta change it up. It's such an interesting thing about songwriting because when you're in the creative process, you want, um, just like you're saying, to do new things. However, when you're in the performance aspect of things, I find that whenever you can get into a real flow state, it's like... It's muscle memory, you know. You're not even thinking about what you're doing, so then your mind can go off and think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's sort of this interesting juxtaposition to use to overuse that word. Yeah. Uh, uh, between you like, can
1: only use juxtaposition once every other podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Those are the rules. Those are the, What was the other rule we had about uh, some sort of, <laughs> whistling? Oh yeah, whistling. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, you, uh, yeah, I I have
1: a I have a uh, you know kind of a rule of thumb that as an artist you can only you can only have a whistling solo once in your career. (laughs) You get one whistling solo as a songwriter. And of course... If
2: you can whistle. If you can can
1: whistle.
0: whistle. Can you whistle? No. I can't whistle either. (laughs) You can't whistle? No. And I can do a lot of stupid (laughs) (laughs) human tricks.
2: Can we hear you whistle? (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
4: That's That's pretty pretty good, right? That's pretty good. (laughs) That's
5: all you got.
1: You can't... That's your solo. Play play me a chord. Just give me... (laughs) (laughs)
4: Ha ha ha
1: yeah. Oh, damn he's, I don't know, yeah, he's I don't so know, good I, I don't know why you guys have <laughs> a like problem a with this song. shit yeah who uh, <laughs> needs words <laughs>
4: communicate everything uh, well I, well, I, I just whistle. I just
0: blew my one fucking whistle solo yeah, for you motherfuckers so way I hope go. you like it episode five <laughs> 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 no but what you were saying uh who needs words I think that's a very good point because I think uh when music is at its best uh and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not claiming to be the first one that says this, but music is like a a nonverbal form of communication. It, like, is higher than what we have as limitations of language. You know, yeah, of course you use absolutely. language in it, but you can relay something bigger with music than you can with just uh,
1: words. Have you ever read, like, the lyrics to your favorite song just, like, on a piece of paper? I mean, of course you have. But, like, they suck. Like, when you just, like, read them... Right. Like I feel like like they have to be in music. Like it's like not. It's a synergistic thing. You know, it's not like
0: just mm-bop, something that you can read. Mm-bop, mm-bop, yeah. Exactly. Bop. <laughs> yeah. I'm
2: usually <laughs> often blown away by lyrics. Oh really? <laughs> no, maybe it's just me.
1: Agree. <laughs> disagree. Some people whistle. Some people can't. You know?
2: so. <laughs> but, oh,
4: but no, man. I feel like
0: if you read a Dylan, if you read D- Dylan's lyrics, or if you read Towns Van Zant lyrics, they, they move me very much. But When they're put to uh, music, it's even higher magic.
1: That was that was actually I think uh, our argument that people had against Dylan winning the uh, Nobel Prize was because that it was like not literature, not literature, like it wasn't meant to be read. Just so I don't know, I'm not going to get into it.
0: Uh, it (laughs) Nobody's asking us. Yeah,
1: nobody has come to us. No one cares about what we have to say about this topic. Uh, So we're going to move on. you know what? I'm tired of hearing good songs. <laughs> yeah, uh, me well, too. Aren't you?
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: Let's hear a really bad one. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Nay. Let's hear the, the worst. <laughs> worst. <laughs> <laughs> Can you set this one up for us?
2: Right. Yeah. So this song is called Good Lies. And I treat it as my worst because um, I was inspired by this uh, Sukus guitar player that I found on YouTube. The melody and the style of his playing, and I basically tried to mimic that, and I do it terribly. So that's what happens in this song. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. But, I you, mean, like, but I you like? I like it. it. <laughs> I, li- I like the inspiration, but it's just sometimes, yeah, it doesn't translate like you'd want it to. <laughs> <I think. laughs> well, I'm excited to hear. But it, But yeah. Dylan sounds really good on this yeah. song. <laughs> nothing on this is, him this is not my worst song yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so here's the test oh okay <laughs>
3: Self-fire
0: Pretty good. That was fucking awesome. The, I know. I'm all, the I, one go- note I wrote is I fucking love it. Oh. <laughs> 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 Which is like has been like an eye-opening thing for me with all this uh
1: Yeah, why does everyone's worst song sound better than my songs? It's <laughs> <laughs> <Like,
0: laughs> my best one. <laughs> uh, no, but I was gonna say also that uh I'm like this He uh always had a huge crush on Gr- Gwen Stefani. And so that song just like tickled that little bit of nostalgia oh, for me. So really? So, why is that? Why do you think that's your song?
2: Just because I'm not, I'm just not that strong of a guitar lead guitar player, but I really want that melody a part of the song. So. Yeah. So, and then yeah. the guy, I mean, I wrote it down so I could say it on this podcast. If you look up the YouTube video, Siami Matuzungiri playing Sukus Rhythm, it's this song and it's so beautiful. Yeah. But. <laughs> or like he gets to he has a variety of different ways to play. Yeah. Like the rhythms stuff, but that was just one part.
1: So you just you just think that you didn't do justice to the source material.
2: I think I've got like the heart.
0: The heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt the heart.
2: But yeah. yeah, just not the the technique. 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 <laughs> yeah,
0: but you look at like Richie Havens, man. Like Richie Havens at Woodstock or something. And he's just like, you know, like there's no technique necessarily there. It's all, it's pure feel. Yeah. It transcends. I mean, just like you
1: said, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, music transcending, uh, you know, the actual lyrics, Mm -hmm. it also transcends technique. You know, there's so many bands and songs and shit that I like that uh, are from, you know, technical perspective very bad like very bad like uh, like half the singers that i like are awful singers you know <laughs> but they're just like it's beyond Fear. that yeah it's like yeah. something deeper like on a deeper substrate of you know human existence that like push yep. it, it it doesn't matter you know so i can take, if you got the heart right that. yeah you know you
0: you and got Dylan, you were singing some uh, very beautiful harmonies on yeah, that. Yeah, you sounded great. What are your man. thoughts on the song? Thank, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah,
5: uh, oh, I love this song. This is one that um, we were doing in the studio, and I don't play the drums on on that track. But what do you
0: do on that track? You just, uh, just I I do
5: a bit of percussion. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, so someone else plays, Lay down the drum track. But man, it's been yeah, it's been really fun because we've been like throwing she's had a bunch of people like throwing the harmonies and whatnot on and it, it, it just it fills out really nice yeah the song runs really well. itself
0: to that with a mm-hmm. good uh, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you could just put in layers and layers if you wanted
1: yeah i was gonna i was i was feeling like kind of joining in on, on the <laughs> yeah. well you were supposed to
4: it
0: before
1: i just didn't you know feel what we right. haven't sang
0: on anybody else's track so yeah it's
1: almost should, not fair. should we
2: yeah. I don't we should
0: start
1: singing
0: on like even if they don't want us to. Yes. <laughs> when Char- when Charlie Rose interviews Paul Thomas Anderson, he doesn't ask him to uh critique it or like to be in his movie or something. You know what I mean? They just inter- he just does the interview. You, you know what? That's why we're better interviewers, Carl. <laughs> <Kyle. laughs> Charlie Rose, take note. Yeah. We should send him a link. Yeah. I don't even think he probably he probably doesn't even know about our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you feel about the song? There, like you make a compelling case for it to be the worst, but do you do you enjoy singing it? And performing? Yeah. yeah, it seems like you do. It's I mean and you it's should. A, yeah. It's a great
5: song. Yeah, it's so, so, um, I've seen a lot of songs get written by people playing their favorite song horribly, and they're
1: like, <laughs> oh well, it's just a new song now.
4: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. 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 I mean that's you know you got to steal. Thievery is art, yeah. you know. Emulation, emulation, reverence, reverence. <laughs> I feel, I feel like here's 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 another uh, theory that I have. I feel like if you love, you're you're allowed to steal as much as you want, but only if you love it enough.
0: oh No, I would agree with that completely. Yeah. It's like uh, Fred Armisen doing all those uh, like Portlandia and this documentary show that he has now.
3: Yeah.
0: Um. It's like he he's mentioned it. He's like, I only take from what I really really love yeah Be, you know and it makes sense because yeah, then, then it's the pure of. you know i steal every like all of my songs are. Hot. everyone steals everything
2: but potatoes yeah
0: my thinking is well if you like kind of study folk music uh it wasn't just um okay at one point it was the way things were done and if you look at like somebody like joe hill are you familiar with the story of joe hill not joe hill was like a pro union guy who uh was killed and um he was accused of murder and then killed by the state. And um, it's pretty likely that he wasn't responsible for these murders or whatever. But in his death, he became huge. And then like Joan Baez saying, I dreamed of Joe Hill last night at Woodstock. And he became, he was sort of like before Woody Guthrie. The only reason I bring that up is that during that time, they were very pro union. Now the Salvation Army was like, Sort of anti union. So, what they would do, these anti union people would send the Salvation Army band to go stop these pro union rallies. So, they would have the band play and they would, uh, you know, be louder than the guy on the soapbox. Now, what the pro union guys would do is they would take these songs that the band would play and they would write lyrics, pro-union oh, lyrics, really? the songs. Oh, so then they would take the exact thing that they were doing to, to stifle them. And so that's how that idea of folk music that you take from other things and you make them your own, you manipulate them and then they become greater. Uh, that's just the way things were done. So I think it's like... Our responsibility as songwriters to do that in a way, yeah. you know. That,
5: that explains why there's so many bad folk songs.
0: <laughs> 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 Are you talking about my last album? Sour collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Well,
1: thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for coming here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it been really really, it's been really, really great. Been really, really great listening to you guys. Uh, do you have anything to plug?
2: Let's see. I got a Facebook, Holly Overton with Midnight People. Um, all my stuff's on Spotify and iTunes. and. What do
0: people look up? Midnight People? or? or just Holly, Holly Overton. Overton? Yeah.
2: yeah. And um, I have two solo EPs out. You can check them out. We just recorded an album, so that'll probably be out in the spring.
1: All right. Thanks a lot, uh, Dylan and Holly. Thanks a lot for yeah, being so. here. This Thank was great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, really
0: appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah. Okay. I'm Taylor. I'm Carl, and this has been First, Last, Test, Worst,
1: Podcast. Peace and love. Bye.